Welcome to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. Now sit back, relax, and rewind your mind. Reminisce with friends you didn't even know you had. And if you weren't there, then this is news to you. Right, and here we are back again for another action-packed episode of Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. I am Mikey. I'm Corey. How, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. 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 I'm doing good. Good. You ready for some, some action? I am ready for some action. Uh, action. This is going to be action-packed. Action-packed. You know, when I think of, uh, of the 80s and the 80s movies, of course you think about comedy, because it was a gold age comedy. Oh, yeah. They had some you know, great comedic... Uh, talent out there. They had some great comedy movies. But I think what it's more known for is the action movies. Yes. Be- before, um, what the fuck's his name? The dude that did all the Transformers movies and everything was exploding. Michael Bay? Michael Bay. Yeah, before Michael Bay uh, kind of came in and, and really before the CGI, you know, I think took a, over. A lot of the shit before CGI was amazing. Well, yeah, the practical effects, I mean, that's what we're all about. But CGI, I think, kind of, it ruined a lot, and it, it, it made things too easy. Yeah, oh, yeah. It made things way too easy. I, I think it took a lot of took a lot of jobs away from oh, yeah. the special effects artists. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, because a lot of, you know, they, they make these, these monsters or aliens out of CGI, and you just got a guy in a green suit. Yeah. With fucking little dots all over him, and and the actors are talking to a tennis ball on a stick. Yeah, you know that's that's how movies are made, folks. If you didn't know, well, that's how they did um, Iron Man. Right, his his suit was all CGI. Yeah, except for like you know like you know the head up or the the waist up or the a lot of close up shit. It was all I mean it was Robert Downey Jr. But he was still wearing a green suit with dots all over him. Right. So and that's how they made Scooby Doo. Yeah. Scooby Doo was a was a guy in a green suit, mm-hmm. and they but they did all they acted to a just have a focus point. It's it's a, like a tennis ball on a stick. They put it out there, and that's what they talk to. Yeah, because they need to know the, the eye level that they're looking at. You know, if they have to look down or wherever they're at. So we're going to talk about the the good old days though of of action movies, which like I said, man, the eighties had some great ones, uh, and I know. One of your favorite action stars, and I, I I want to touch on him more in depth and a little later here, but I know that you're you're obsessed with uh, with Arnold. I am. I, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love anything that Arnold has done. There's there's a couple of, of very prominent ones that I really maybe two or three. Junior. No, and that Junior's not an action movie. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> there is Junior the one where he's pregnant. Yeah. No, that's not an action movie. Junior! Ah, I can do the job with Junior! <laughs> he did not say that. He might have. He Well, maybe not. It wasn't on the movie, I don't think. I didn't watch a movie. I don't remember watching it. I remember that he was pregnant. And then I remember uh, he gave birth and the baby was Danny DeVito. No, that was twins. Oh, maybe that's why. I, <laughs> maybe that's why I didn't understand. That's why I didn't understand that storyline. But uh, no, action movies, uh, things that stand out, I mean, uh, RoboCop. RoboCop, the first two were great. Yeah. It, Robo- and it was practical effects. Yeah, it was all practical effects. I think effects. That, that suit was heavy as shit. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, Peter Peter Weller yeah. was, was RoboCop. 
Um, and he he shot a man in the dick. He did. He shot him right in the dick. And that guy did not get an action figure. Uh, there, someone has made a custom action I figure. I've seen that though. It, yeah. It's it's the guy that that uh, RoboCop shot in the dick action figure. But you know he could have an action figure if you you know maybe call it Slime Pit Customs. They could make you an action figure. Oh, I guarantee you they could. Yeah, I know. I know they could. Little GI Joe custom yeah, with a missing a dick, missing a dick, <laughs> get shot right in the dick. Shot in the dick guy, RoboCop yeah. one. Shot in the dick guy. So RoboCop was an interesting, you know, kind of newer, newer uh, idea concept where they took. From what I remember, I haven't seen RoboCop in forever. Well, I, I think that they did uh, a little bit of CGI in RoboCop because they had the Ed 209 robot. Mm-hmm. When he falls down the steps, I think that was actual a prop. But like when he's upside down and his legs are moving all back and forth and screaming like Godzilla sounded. Yeah. I think that was all CGI. Okay. It was just a, the, it was the birth of CGI. They weren't overusing it. They weren't doing it. No. Now they do entire movies of CGI. Um, RoboCop, though, if, if you haven't seen it, it's it's probably kind of dated. The last time I remember watching it, it's a little dated. All these movies are a little dated. Yeah, but they're but still amazing They're still great. Watch. Yeah, they're still great. RoboCop, a, a police officer, he's he's fatally or near fatally wounded. And yep. they, uh, they had, have... It had Red Foreman in it. It did have Red Foreman in it. And they had the technology to rebuild him. So they make him almost Silverhawk-like, part man, part, part machine. machine. And he is the crime fighter of the future. He's fighting these... Red uh, Foreman was calling him a dumbass while he was shooting his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blows his hand off, dumbass. Dumbass. Uh, so, you know, RoboCop, it's, you know, it's it's a good action flick. It is It's brutal. I mean, in addition to... The guy getting shot in the balls. Uh, the, another guy falls in a vat of acid or something and melts. Oh, he... No, he uh, he drives his car into the vat of acid. Yes. Or the toxic waste. And yes. He's like, and he's sitting there. He's like, help me. And he's like and fucking melting. Melts, yeah, his whole lip is coming uh, off. And his buddy's like, get the fuck off me, man. Yeah, that, that was a freaky, freaky ass scene. I need to watch Robocop again. I, uh, I, I can remember that one giving me some... Uh, Give me some nightmares. So, what's what's another action flick that, you know, maybe that you... Total Recall. Total Recall. Well, yeah, we're going to get into Arnold. Yes. Arnold. Yeah. I'd say, you know, either like another with that's not Arnold, Lethal Weapon movies. Oh, the Lethal Weapon movies are great. All of them. Yeah. The the pairing of uh, Mel, or Mel, Gibson Mel Gibson and Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. Those, and, Joe, and Joe Pesci. Joe, yeah, Joe Pesci played a huge role, which... I don't remember seeing a lot of Joe Pesci before those movies. I don't think they were his first movies. No, but he was... I think he did a lot of smaller shit. Yeah, this um, was his first big, you know, out there role. And, because, I mean, if you think of Joe Pesci now, you think, this is an Italian tough guy. Or, you look at him in the Lethal Weapon movies, he's a fucking spaz that thinks he's tough, but he's really not. Or, or Home Alone. Yes, or think home alone. Home he alone. was tough in Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, he was. He took a blowtorch to the head and a fucking hot door handle to the hand. Right, so he was tough. Yeah, and they never swore. And that and see that's not realistic. No, because There's I two bad guys that never never cussed. They said they got the shit kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> by a kid. So, the Lethal Weapon movies, 
it it's uh, kind of a, a cop that doesn't want to break the rules. And then a cop that breaks all and the rules. And a cop that's so old he doesn't give a fuck and he breaks every rule that's out there. Reverse that. Because Danny Glover was... Oh, he was the old one. He was the old one. Danny Glover's the old one. And he followed the rule book. He had a six-shooter gun. That's right. That's right. Mel Gibson was the... The young maverick. The young maverick rebel. That's right. That came from, like, I think the... I think he was... What is it? um, Undercover narcotics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he knew kung fu. and He knows kung fu? He knows kung fu. Holy shit. And uh, he carried fucking... A big ass gun, and he had big ass hair. He had some magnificent hair. He did. That, that his hair was almost as good as Fox's name from Roadhouse. Oh, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. They almost had the same hair. Almost. They might have had the same hairstylist. It's quite possible. Roadhouse. Road, Roadhouse is a great I fucking love Roadhouse. movie. Roadhouse is awesome. See, and, and that's another. We could we could go on and on. We're only gonna go on for about you know forty five minutes, but we could go on and on about all these great action flicks. Roadhouse, amazing. Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. And he was the baddest motherfucker in that whole movie. Terry Funk. Terry Funk wasn't. Terry Funk is. He in was that. one of the villains. He was a henchman. He was. He Terry Funk was in Roadhouse. He said, "Mind your own business, Dad." Yep. And that that was one of Terry Funk's first acting roles. No he, shit. Yeah, he he had a few others. After that, he, he was also an over the top. He was an over the over the top is a great fucking yes. film. I love over the top. Over the top is I will go on record saying I believe over the top is the best arm wrestling film that that uh, Sylvester Stallone was ever in. I think it's the only arm wrestling film he was ever in. That makes it the best because that's yes. a fucking horrible movie. The movie's great. I know it's great. I love it, but it is so fucking cheesy. The kid that was in it, I could have done without him. He was good. Like, I think he was in the last uh, or the. the Last Starfighter, or not Last Starfighter, but Flight of the Flight Navigator. Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. I didn't like him in that either, but I could have done without the kid. Well, the, if you did without the kid, then the movie makes no sense, because the movie, whole movie's about him getting reunited with his kid. No, I mean a different actor. The kid oh, had a oh different okay. Actor, like Corey Feldman or something. Because otherwise, it, you know, it was <laughs> Sylvester Stallone driving a truck and arm wrestling, and, you know, the thing is... There was a bunch of wrestlers in that well, movie. Well, there's a ton. I think Stan Hansen was in that one. Yeah. Um, was he the one that he wrestled in the restaurant? Arm I think so. The guy with the big, long, he had the long, mullet, blonde mullet. Almost looked like Diamond Dallas Page, but with a mustache. Oh, I don't know. I don't think, uh, no, that wasn't him. That was somebody else. There was a ton of wrestlers in it, though. I know that. Over the Top has one of the greatest lines when they're interviewing Stallone, and they're asking him about arm wrestling, and he's like, well, what I do is when I get ready to wrestle, I turn my hat around backwards, and it's like a switch. Like turn it on. It's a like turning on a truck. It's you know, it just gets me turned on. It gets me going. It's like a machine. It's like a machine, like a truck. And he's like, he like pats his truck. He's like, doom doom. It's like a truck. <laughs> it's like I love, I love that movie. It is so fucking cheesy though. Dude, well, Stallone, he also did the uh, the Expendables movies and he brought oh, back yeah. all these actors all, from the 80s and the 90s yes and all these action stars and they're all old men now yeah and, and they take no shit yeah it, it's great I'm not gonna lie dude when I watched The Expendables I had it chubby the whole time I'm sure I'm sure I can see why it was, it's a good fucking and movie Stil- and Schwarzenegger was in it Schwarzenegger was in he, I think he was in almost all of them yeah and for you know for the longest time those guys people thought those guys hated each other no they were like buds yeah 
Well, they they didn't know each other because they never crossed paths. Yeah. And they're like, well, fuck, that dude hates me. Fuck him, you know? Fuck him, too, you know? Blah, blah, blah. And then they met. They're like, dude, what's your beef with me? He goes, I don't have any beef with you. Yeah. He goes, that's just what the tabloids are saying. He's like, oh, all right, well, now we're best friends. Yeah, let's just be friends. Yeah, and then they bought Planet Hollywood. and Yeah. With Bruce Willis. Yeah. And Demi Moore. Was Demi Moore involved in that? Yeah. Huh. I, think, I think those four owned it. Okay. But that was before Bruce Willis and Demi Moore got divorced. So does Ashton Kutcher own Planet Hollywood now? God, I hope not. I don't think there is a Planet Hollywood. I think it's still around, dude. Is it? I think I think there's one in Vegas still. Oh, huh. interesting. I, I I always thought I'd kind of dig going and seeing some some of the stuff that they had there, but yeah. Um. So, one thing that that the '80s had a lot of, and I, I have my ideas of why. They had a lot of of war movies. The action was war movies. I think that, quite possibly... We had Vietnam and... Yeah, I think that it was okay. People were coming to terms with Vietnam, finally. Mm-hmm. And... And Mel Gibson... They were starting to talk about... Mel Gibson was Black Ops of Vietnam. Was he? Or Special Forces. Was he? Well, in Lethal Weapon, he was. Well, yeah. Because Mel Gibson's actually Australian. Yeah, so he wouldn't have been in Vietnam. No. Well, he, I don't know. He did Mad Max... Which is another... Mad Max is awesome. Great movie that I watch now. And, you know, the first one doesn't make me feel very comfortable at times, but... Right. Then, you know, as as I got older, I understood why. But Mad Max is a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was with three of them. Uh, It was Mad Max, The Road Warrior. And then Beyond Thunderdome. And it was was Road Warrior first, I think. And it was Mad Max and Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, which had Tina Turner in it. She got excited. Yeah, well, she didn't need another hero. No, she didn't. But these war movies, I think it was okay to talk about Vietnam, and there were three great Vietnam-era movies that came out. There was Platoon, which everyone knows Platoon. Yep. Then, to a lesser degree, although I think it's become more of a cult hit, is uh, Full Metal Jacket. I fucking... I don't like war movies. I, I don't watch the news because there's too much violence in the news I don't you know I don't immerse myself in documentaries about war because I just it, it's kind of a you know it drags me down you know but I absolutely love Full Metal Jacket and I think it's it's Arlie Ermey yeah as a gunny and that was his first movie wasn't it it was do you know honestly I read this just the other day because I I had to school the fellows over at Russian Leg Sweep about Full Metal Jack. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about this, but, you know, tell me again. Okay. They, uh, and I didn't really give them the full rundown, but I just yelled at them for about three minutes because they, they were confused as to, um, they were singing one of the, the dirty little songs that they did when they were marching. Yeah. And they couldn't remember what movie it came from. And they thought that it might be Full Metal Jacket, but then they also thought it might be Platoon. You know who I really liked in Full Metal Jacket? Uh, Sergeant Holka. Holka? Yeah. Which one was Holka? He was in Stripes. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there trying to think. Okay, I remember Snowball. I remember, you know, this one. Well, anyways. So Lee Ermey was cast in the movie, but he was not the, the drill sergeant at all. And he didn't like the person. I don't know who the person was, but he didn't like the actor. That because he was supposed to be just a background character. Yes. He didn't like the actor that was playing the drill sergeant. He said, that's not how it is. That's not, it's not right. And Stanley Kubrick was like, that's who we got. And he goes, he's not 
accurately portraying it. And Kubrick was like, well, kind of tough shit, you know. And Arlie Ermey goes, on your feet! And Kubrick jumped up to his feet, and he's standing there, and he's like, what? what? And he's looking, and he's like, I'm standing up, and fucking Ermey just laid into him, and he was yelling at him. And he's like, I, I, why am I standing up? I stood up because you told me to. And he's like, yeah, he goes, you got the part. And he took over as a drill sergeant, and that, that launched his career. Yeah. He, that guy, he, he didn't have to do another thing his whole career. He was he was made after that. He could do whatever he wanted. But, so, Full Metal Jacket is amazing. Now, do you remember a movie called Uncommon Valor? Yes, I, but I don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's great. It's one that, it's, it's one of, I think, one of Gene Hackman's finest performances. And Gene Hackman has many fine performances. Yeah, he played the best Lex Luthor. Yes, he did. So... And the blind guy in Young Frankenstein. <laughs> I was going to make espresso. <laughs> so, what... And this is this is kind of an ongoing theme. Is And I, I again, I think it's... It was the filmmakers or the country or whatever trying to basically make peace with Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So it's a bunch of old retired vets that go back to Vietnam to rescue Gene Hackman's son, who they believe is in a POW camp. Oh, shit. And so he goes and gets all of his old army buddies rounded up. Uh, uh, Tex uh, Cobb is in this movie. Plays a great part. Oh, really? I love oh, him. Yeah. Dude, he plays the he plays like the best asshole villain. He's an ass, but he's a violent man, but he's a nutcase. They get him out of a psych ward. Oh shit. To go help. And they go on this mission to and they, they end up, you know, basically freeing a bunch of POWs. I'm gonna see if that's on Amazon Prime after I believe it is. I just watched it like a year ago. It's it's great. And so there, there's that one. There's a lot of controversy because I think it's the second Rambo movie. Which Rambo? Another great franchise yes. from the 80s. First Blood, amazing film. First Blood is about a Vietnam vet coming, coming back. Who comes home. He's coming home and, and he's he, not accepted. Yeah, he, he it's not what he's used to. So he's trying to make peace with himself. Part two is trying to make peace with what happened. And trying to make better, he goes. He goes back to Vietnam. He goes back to help free POWs. Yeah. So the two movies are very similar, and they say that I've heard a rumor or whatever that the person that wrote one of I think the person that wrote Uncommon Valor. They drew first blood. They, <laughs> I think the the one that, that that wrote Uncommon Valor stole some ideas and went and wrote. First Blood Part or uh, Rambo Part Two, First Blood Part Two, or Hot Shots Part Two. No, he didn't write that one. So there was a lot of similarities there. Also, Chuck Norris had a line of films in the '80s called Missing in Action, Delta Force, Delta Force, Delta Force. Right, Delta Force. I'm wearing my Delta Force T-shirt. Today. I have our Pac-Man T-shirt on today. Yeah. Oh, the Japanese on. Yeah, that's cool. So there's three movies that are kind of about going back and trying to do what you can to clean up that war, but they end up shooting the shit out of everything again. And mm-hmm. But great, I mean, those are all great movies. Chuck Norris was a huge action star in the 80s. Best beard in this business. He still has the best beard. 
I mean, his beard has a beard. His beard has a fist. It has a fist under it, yeah. <laughs> so, we have, you know, Chuck Norris. Do you remember a movie called Runaway? Uh-uh. Runaway had, uh, if it's one I'm thinking of, it had Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons in it. Oh, God. Gene Simmons was the, uh, it was the villain. And he had these little robots that looked like spiders. And they had a little needle on them. And... Uh, when you get stung by the needle, you have to go buy a Kiss album? Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you look at one of the robots, you have to give Gene Simmons $20. <laughs> Tom Selleck, best mustache in the business. Tom, Tom Selleck has a great mustache. He still has the same mustache, dude. Yeah. And he's in Blue Bloods Well, it's, it, you always have the same mustache. He's got, yeah. Dude, I mean, he's Tom Selleck, I mean, but he's old. It's like you don't like go to the mustache store and get a new mustache. He could. He probably could. But the Runaway was it was it was weird. It was kind of that sci-fi where he had the robots after him, mm-hmm. and a lot of robots in uh, in, in the eighties. A lot of robots. And I think the, almost almost every sci-fi or action movie had some sort of robot in it. Most most um, there were some that didn't, but most of them did. We're going to talk about a robot in the second half of this that uh, was it was in that uh, our featured movie of this uh, this episode that we're not going to give away quite yet but uh, you might know what it's called because it's in the title it's not going to be in the title oh you're going to leave it out yeah I'm not going I'm not going to put it in the title awesome yeah it, it'll be a, a surprise so well I might have to let them know just because I mean, it might draw people in to watch it yeah or to, not to watch to, to, to listen to this um, do you remember speaking of, of like Schwarzenegger movies Okay, do you remember The Running Man? Oh, yeah. I love The Running Man. That is a Stephen King book. No shit. It's a Stephen King story. And my opinion, one of the best film adaptations of a Stephen King story. Well, I didn't know it was a Stephen King story. That's And I think that perhaps the people that made the movie didn't because they seem to like to really fuck up Stephen King movies. Dude, Schwarzenegger has some of the best one-liners ever. Like... Where's Bosa? Oh, he had to split. Yeah, yeah, he had to split. Or uh, the the guy that was uh, shot electricity. Oh, Dynamo. Dynamo, and uh, what he got? He like got him in water or something. And, yeah, and he got electrocuted. Jesse, the fucking body Jedi- Ventura was in that, and he was a retired bounty hunter. The Running Man, basically, if you don't know, and I love the movie. It is uh, a dystopian future where they take criminals take criminals and make it make a game show out of it and if they live they get free right or if they make it all the way if through they make the, it through the night through the, through the maze of right. bounty hunters well apparently they are framing people to run them through this game show Richard Dawson from Family Feud yes he's the host he played what was his name in the movie Killian Killian yeah and he gets a pin stab through his back no, that was the. Uh, oh no, that was the. Just a guy signed. Yeah, the guy that had signed the contract. Killian got got killed. Killian got killed at the end. At the end, he got thrown into the. He said, uh, Killian. Yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. And he stubs him in the fucking little pod. Yep, and shoots him into the 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 game. Yes, and he hits the sign. Yep, and blows up. And blows up. So, I uh, I can't remember the girl that was in it, but he had, he had, all these action movies had a usually. Extremely attractive uh, female lead. I can't remember her name for the life of me, but she was in a lot of action movies. Yeah, I don't remember who, but yeah, she was in a ton of them. And 
So Schwarzenegger had the running man. So who's this guy? I don't like him already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had Conan. Conan. Conan was awesome. Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Destroyer. Great movies. I'm still waiting for King Conan to come out. Stallone or Schwarzenegger says it's supposed to happen. Really? But we don't know when. Huh, he's getting kind of uh, up there in years. Because that's why it's always King Conan. Oh. He's like King of the Barbarians? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Conan, I want to say, what was the one where uh, James Earl Jones turned into a snake? That was Conan the Destroyer. Saw that in the drive-in. That was the first one. I saw that in the drive-in. And there was this uh, this thing that my, my parents used to do that they would tell me whenever there was... James Earl Jones was actually Conan's father. Really? No, just kidding. Because hmm. he played the voice of Darth Vader. He did. It makes sense if he was Conan's father. Conan, I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> we're, we're just going to have you do uh, <laughs> the Conan impressions for the rest of the show. So, um. so <laughs> my parents used to, uh, when we were watching a movie, and I was little, if there was boobs or sex on the movie, they'd say, it's a scary part. You cover your eyes. And I'd cover my eyes. And they'd say, it's a scary part, it's a scary part. Well... That motherfucker started turning into a snake. My mom was like, it's a scary part, and it's really a scary part. Don't look. Well, he killed that big-ass snake. Yeah. Yeah. His pet. It was something to do with a fucking snake. That's all I know. And, and I... Oh, you know what? And a lot of people don't know, and will probably know if you're a fan of, of Schwarzenegger, his best friend, Franco Colombo, was in the Conan movies, and he was in a lot of other movies. And he was actually... He helped... Stallone trained for the Rocky movies. Nice, because they were all they were they were all bodybuilders. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he helped Stallone train for the Rocky movies, and then he had small bit parts in a, almost every Stallone movie. Nice, that's cool. Or a Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, I'm, it, it's easy to get confused because they were almost interchangeable. As far as there was always a movie out with one or the other. Oh yeah, in the eighties, Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash is awesome. Now I've seen. A little, it's like a behind-the-scenes photograph of Schwarzenegger in the Conan getup. On one side of him is Wilt Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Arnold. Or, uh, and Andre, Andre the, Giant. the Giant. They're holding him up, and his head is not at their head level, and his feet are dangling about at their knees. Holy shit. Now, I've heard a story that goes beyond that. It's the same kind of time frame, because three of them went out to dinner. So it might have even been the same day or yeah. whatever. Uh, because they, because Wilt might have been in the movie. Wilt Chamberlain was in the second Conan. Okay, so it was during this time. I don't think Andre was. Andre was not because he or Wilt Chamberlain. Andre wasn't. But Andre was friends with with Arnold. Yeah. So because Wilt Chamberlain was the bodyguard of what's her name, the hot girl from Wonder Years. Oh, Winnie Cooper. No, the other hot girl, the older sister. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she. Yeah, I, I don't remember. You know, hold on. Sorry, so, anyways, uh, <laughs> the three the three of them were out to dinner, and Andre had this thing. If he went out to dinner with his friends, he insisted on paying. So Arnold and was like very vocal. You know, no, you know, would not let him pay. Would make a ruckus. Yeah. So Schwarzenegger snuck off to pay the bill, and Andre caught him. And he was, you know, saying, you're not paying, you're not paying. And they were kind of having a playful 
disagreement about it. Andre picked him up, carried him outside, set him on top of his car, and went back in and paid. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So, you know, when you think Ar Arnold's a big dude. Yes. Andre's a little bit bigger. <laughs> and Andre uh, deposited him on top of his vehicle. So, I guess, you know, that tells you. Oh, hey. Yeah. I don't remember in the Wonder Years, but I, I've, yeah. I would fight Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, then we have Commando. Commando's great. Commando's awesome. Had Alyssa Milano in it. Yes. Who who were the main uh, aggressors or, or uh, protagonists in Commando? Um, if I remember right, they were almost like hired assassins. Were they like uh, Colombian or something? I think so. So because there was an era there where we switched from we switched from uh, the redemption of the Vietnam War to a foreign land coming and... and well, it was during the Cold War. So it was during the Cold War, but they, they had several foreign countries. I can't remember if these guys, if they, were, if they were drug dealers in that or... I think so. But they kidnapped his daughter because I, they wanted him to do something. Yeah, and they were using her as, like, ransom. Yeah. So there, there was a, a, a turning point where it started being a a foreign aggressor it was it was another country coming to the united states to basically start shit yeah so i think uh commando was one of them uh there were others red dawn red dawn was red dawn was probably the most popular yeah that was at the height of the cold war and you know we everybody thought that the russians were going to either nuke us from either Russia or Cuba, because Cu the Russians and the Cubans were yes they, were in cahoots with each other. Yep, yep. And so we thought, you know, people were building fucking bunkers from like the '60s to the '80s. You had these these fallout bunkers in people's backyards in Florida and California or anywhere on the coast. Mm -hmm. And I haven't found one here, but I don't think there's too many here. We had we had missile silos in Nebraska. Oh yeah, there's missile silos everywhere. My buddy, he lived. Uh, his, he had a farm, him and his family had a, a farm out in Sydney, which is way out west, on the, as far as you can go in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And the government bought a portion of their land and put a missile silo out there. Oh, wow. And so, like, he's just telling me these stories, like, in the winter, you know, they go out and tell the soldiers, hey, come inside, come into the house, we'll make you guys dinner, and then you guys can go back out. Or they'd bring them out food, or oh, they're, that, they're wow. like part of the family. Yeah. Well, they were always there, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. So Red Dawn became kind of the staple movie, and it is you know Russians parachute in, and these kids see them out the school window, and I think it takes place in Colorado. Yeah, yeah, it was in Colorado because they were in the mountains, and these kids take off into the mountains and basically make a kind of a militia, a little you know a little force of resistance. Against these Russian troops. The Russians and the Cubans. Yeah. And they're the Wolverines. I love Red Dawn. Don't get me wrong. Great movie and kind of revolutionary. But there's another movie of the same era that blows it out of the water for me. 
That's called Toy Soldiers. Great movie. That I think that one's better than Red Dawn. And I told um, the the dude, uh, what the hell's his name? He's in the Goonies. Sean Austin. Yes, Sean Austin. I told him that when I when I met him, I said Toy Soldiers because he didn't have any Toy, toy Soldiers uh, photos on his table. And I said, you don't have any toys. Toy Soldiers is better than Red Dawn. He goes, holy shit. He goes, you're one of the first people I've ever heard say that. No shit. And I said, it is. It's a better story. Sean Austin was in Red Dawn? No, he was in Toy Soldiers. Okay, I was, I was confused there for a second. Yeah, no, he was in Toy Soldiers. You know who wasn't in Red Dawn? Uh, Tom Cruise. But he well, he did fight the Russians. Top Gun. Another, you have to admit, great action movie from the 80s. Yes, it was a great movie from the 80s. You just don't like Tom Cruise. I fucking hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get our podcast kicked off of his Twitter. Our podcast isn't even on Twitter, but you're, he's he's going to say bad words about us because you've already been banned from his fucking Twitter. Yeah, I got bo- I got blocked from his Twitter. So Tom Cruise and Jake Busey are going to uh, form a. You know who's the lethal weapon? Gary Busey. Gary. Well, Gary Busey's cool. Gary Busey's cool shit. Yeah, Jake I, Busey is not. Jake Busey's a fucking dick. <laughs> Oh, there's some there's some deep seated uh, feelings here about Tom Cruise and Jake Busey, and one of your hosts have been banned from both of their Twitters, and it's not me. Was it me? It was you. Oh shit! It was you. Well, you know, we're gonna explain this real quick. <laughs> if we haven't talked about this already, I hate Tom Cruise because he ruins everything he does. Okay, I know people are gonna disagree with me on this, but Tom Cruise. What did it for me was watching him do the read the new mummy movie. Yeah, the Universal Mummy. Yes, Universal Mummy, which came out just a couple years ago. Yeah, you made me watch it, you asshole, and it was horrible. Yes, and great special effects. The mummy herself, she was awesome. Yes, I thought she was cool shit. Tom Cruise, he just he's the same fucking person in every movie he does. He did Valkyrie. He was supposed to be German. And he did not speak with a German accent? No. He was Tom Cruise. <laughs> so what Corey did is he got on Tom Cruise's Twitter and said, fuck you, you're a horrible actor, you ruin everything you're in, and he got banned. I told him, I said, have a nice day and go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, he, well, because that movie got such bad reviews... It stopped the entire Dark Universal line. And, and they picked it back up, kind of. Kind of. With The, the Invisible Man. But, so, but it, then that movie was horrible. And what, what, was, what was even worse is, so it was a bad movie to begin with, but I had this little ball of hate over here to, <laughs> telling me how shitty the movie was as I'm watching it going, God, this is a shitty movie. And he's like, yeah, it's a shitty movie, too. And I'm like, I just said that. <laughs> And then Jake Busey. Okay, Jake Busey. I was excited to meet Jake Busey. Yes, so was I. And we get up to his little booth, and the guy would not give us the time of day. Wouldn't even acknowledge us. His little handler's like, would you guys like an autograph? I said, well, maybe. Let's see here. Um, Mikey tried to talk to him about... um, The Frighteners. The Frighteners. No, no, it wasn't Frighteners. It was Tomcats. Oh, yes, it was Tomcats. I love Tomcats. And... Jake Busey just gave him a fucking attitude about it and said, that shit will never, that's a different time, different era. Yeah, that's a different Movies era. Movies like that will never come for me again. But what fucking pushed it over is he's got his phone out 
and he's got his camera on facing him, and the motherfucker is trimming his bangs. <laughs> he had and a little bitty little pair tiny of fucking pair of scissors, <laughs> and he's cutting his hair. He had like fingernail scissors, yeah, or, or, or like fucking nose hair scissors. Yeah. He's trimming his hair, trimming his fucking bangs. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. You asked him about a picture on his table. You were like, I was asking about Barbosa. Yeah, you're like, oh, is or this Bar- Barbarossa? Barbar- you're like, is this Barbarossa? And he just kind of gave you the side eye and kept trimming his hair. And you go, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, and I told him, I said his fucking character in uh, Stranger Things was a dick. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, he said, I've heard that. He goes, you're uh, a dick too. Yeah, fuck you. And I fucking walked away. So, yeah, we didn't get to meet Jake Busey uh, any further. And I think you got on his Twitter and told him he was a prick. And yeah. he, he blocked you. But he's got the nicest bangs in the business. He does have some lovely bangs, and he maintained, they're well maintained. They were very well maintained. Well maintained bangs. Little, little bitty scissors. It was the funniest fucking thing. Little tiny pair of scissors. Yeah, fucking dickhead. <laughs> so, um, back, <laughs> back to action movies. So, so we're, we're, we're talking about Tom Cruise. Yes. Um, so, yeah. They had uh, Top Gun. Great, great action movie. Great movie. Um, not may- maybe your favorite, but he was fighting the Russians. He was. So, Die Hard. Die Hard. Dude, Bruce Willis is one of my favorite fucking action stars. Die Hard? Die Hard. Die Hard actually got him his big fucking movie break. It did. Because before that, he was doing soap operas. He oh, he was on Moonlighting. Yeah. And the, it's like, you're not an yeah. action star. Watch me. Yeah. And so he did it. Those were German. German terrorists. They were German terrorists. So... Again, that foreign land, people that aren't, you know, that, that we don't understand because they're not here. They're not, they have different ways. They have different customs. They have a different language. So in the 80s, that equated to bad. Anybody who wasn't part of the United States was bad. Everybody. And it's it was not right. It, it wasn't, I mean, you. Well, you, that was the entire Reagan era. Yeah. Everybody, every, every other country is out to get us. Yeah. Every, you know, and. You know, it was a bunch of bullshit is what it was. But it did make for some good movies. It did. Uh, you even saw that spill over into wrestling. Oh, yeah. Look at your biggest villains in wrestling at the time. They were Russian. Iron Sheik uh, yep. was, was Iranian. Yep. Uh, Nikolai. Nikolai Volkov was a Russian. And other groups of, you know, like NWA and stuff, you had um, Ivan Koloff. Mm-hmm. You had Nikita Koloff. Uh, you had Baron Von Raschke, who was a German. Yep. You had all these different nationalities that were just automatically, they're not American, well, they're against us. Yeah, they're, they're the villain. They're the villain, and that was very much the attitude. They want to take your, your American lifestyle away from you. Yes, they, they want what you have, and, or they want you to have nothing. Yeah. So there were a lot of movies, some of them weren't even as popular as the ones we talked about, that that was the, the whole idea. I can't think of any others right off the top of my head, uh-uh. but there were a, there were a lot, and like I said, it seeped into everything. You you were you know other than like the Scorpions in music. Oh yeah, that was about the only foreign music we had back in the eighties. Well, we had ACDC. AC. Well, they're Australian. They're, they're Australian. Yeah, Australia's cool. Australia's always been cool. They, are they all Australian or are they some of them British? I think they're all Australian. The only thing about Australia is, I mean, it's cool and it looks beautiful. Another action movie, Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile, yes. Yes. Australia. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
everything in Australia wants to fucking kill you. Oh yeah. Everything. I I and I have that on uh, pretty good uh, authority that that's true. Dude, for the longest time, I thought Australia was just nothing but outback. No, no I was like, dude, Australia ain't got shit in it. It's just fucking crocs, snakes, koala bears, and kangaroos, and that's it. And steak. The outback has great steak. They do have great steak. And blooming fucking onions. You know what? That actually sounds really good. A blooming onion? Yes. You know, blooming onions are so greasy that they make you they make you shit. They give you the shits, and, but it's worth it. They're so good. Yes, they are. I love I love, love blooming onions. I haven't had blooming onions in about a year or so. Blooming onions and shrimp on the Barbie. Put another shrimp on the Barbie. So, <laughs> <laughs> Crocodile fucking Dundee. Action comedy. Wonderful, wonderful depiction uh, by Paul Hogan of Michael J. Crocodile Dundee. Mm-hmm. And I can remember... Everybody wearing those stupid fucking hats with the with the fake crocodile teeth on it. Oh yeah. And one half of the hats pinned up. I can remember they sold them in all the catalogs, and all the sporting goods stores the had them. The outback hat. The outback hat with, but it had to have the fake crocodile teeth mm-hmm. on it. At the same time, GI Joe made a crocodile hunter character. Oh, they did. That's right. They had a. Cro- I'm telling you something about toys you don't know. I'm not big on GI Joe. They had a crocodile hunter character. I think his name was Outback. Ah, uh, he was a he was a, a villain. Outback. Was he one of the dreadnoughts. He was kind of he was dreadnought like, and he came with an alligator. I, thought, I was say, I wonder if that was Firefly, Crocodile, or whatever. Uh, I don't remember his name. It might have been like Crocmaster. Croc, yeah, it was Crocmaster. Okay. So, wrestling. They brought in a good guy, Outback Jack. He oh, was yeah. he was directly off of Crocodile Dundee. So they were they were just grasping and grabbing whatever they that was could. one thing that's one thing McMahon was really good at was snagging what was popular. Oh yeah. He used to be very good at it. Anymore it takes him about ten to fifteen years to catch on to what's popular. Yeah. But, but then by then it's not popular anymore. Yeah. Back in the eighties he was good about okay, there's this. So you look at the action movies that you know, kind of integrated into wrestling. Road Warriors. Yep. But he didn't come up with the Road Warriors, though. He did not. But they, but they, it was in wrestling. Yep. They were, they were after the Road Warriors, you know, movie. Yeah, they looked like they belonged in that. They should have been in there, yeah, because they had that fucking the the spikes and the leather, and then all of the the foreign heels. That was a McMahon thing. That's a staple. Yeah, and then Hulk Hogan was all American boy. Yep, the all American boy. He was the the flag. He was basically. Yeah, like you said, the all-American boy, but he I'm was, trying to think of another word for it. Oh, he he was like... Red, he, was, he was America. Yeah, he was red, white, and blue. You know, that was the man. Yep. The defender of, of freedom. So, all of this action movie thing kind of spilled over into all areas of pop culture. There there were, you know, music, music reflected it, movies reflected it. Video games. Video games reflected it. I mean, you had like Contra as a video game. Contra was... Contra was loosely, and I say loosely, very vaguely, based off of Predator and... Commando. Commando. No, it was... Because they, they based the characters off Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Oh, okay. So, it was, um, I want to say, Predator and Aliens, but... Maybe Rambo? Yeah. But, so you saw it spill over and everything. Predator's another one that was... 
That's a great one. And again, Jesse Ventura, one of his first big roles. I ain't got time to bleed. Love that character. Love that character. And then he fucking annihilates everything with his. No, he didn't have the he didn't have the uh, Gatling gun. Yes, he did. Did he? Yeah, it was a it was a that was a GE electric minigun. Okay. And that was they would usually mount them on the the doors of helicopters. But Jesse Ventura carried his, and they said that was so just unpractical because... That's what another thing. A lot of movies that were... Everything was unpractical back yes, then. Yes. Like, you had just... Da, 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 and these guys are continuously shooting. And I've talked to military people. You know, even when I was a kid, I remember going to a uh, an air show, and they had guns sitting there. And they were like... I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. They're like, yeah, it's cool. But, you know, if you watch the movies where they just continuously shoot, the gun would overheat and start jamming up. Yeah. Well, in order to shoot that much, you'd have to have a truck full of ammunition. And they're, like, wearing it on their chest. Yeah. So he's, he's holding it with one hand. Yeah. That, there's no way. So, with all these action films, I think you can narrow it down to, you already have, two huge stars in the action world. Oh, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, which we've already mentioned a ton of his action movies and Sylvester Stallone. Yes. Which Stallone with the Rambo movies, awesome movies. The Rambo movies, the Rocky movies, Rocky movies. Um, like I said, Tango and cash, Tango and cash was, good which movie. was, was, it was him. And, um, the hell's his name? Uh, shit. Um, not Mel Gibson. He was in death proof. Oh, 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 something Mike. No. Yeah. Yeah, that is... Um, and he was in Little uh, Big Trouble Little China, which is another action movie. Yes, I, I, that is um, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah. That was... Yeah, Stuntman Mike. Yeah, Stuntman Mike. He was yeah. great in that. I love that. That's a great one. So, in Stallone, I mean, you were telling me earlier your favorite Stallone movie is Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> and Stallone hates that movie. I know. <laughs> He was in Cobra as well. He was Cobra. Cobra was a badass movie. Awesome, but I think you know to kind of boil down his legacy. His legacy is Rambo, Rambo, and Rocky. I mean, though, if anybody you ask anybody, Stallone movies, they're going to mention one of those two. One of those two. So if you're a, if if you're a big movie guy and a Stallone fan, you'll name Over the Top. Um, oh, Over the Top is great. I love. Fucking Copland. Copland was good. He and had, that's he, very underrated. It is. He um get Carter, uh or even the expendable movies. Yep. He had to gain he, he every day he'd get on set for Copland yep. and they would have a stack of pancakes. You yep. couldn't eat anything else but pancakes because the cop was supposed to be fat. Yes, he had to gain weight. And I believe he gained like eighty pounds. Yeah. So let's take and he was still fucking ripped. He's still jacked. Let's take what we just what we just said. So Stallone, Rambo, Rocky, eighties action, foreign aggression. What should we talk about? James Brown. Yes, James Brown, the star of Rocky Four. So, also, James Brown was a highlight. <laughs> he was. Also, remind me to tell. The Australian story that ties in with this. Okay. Loosely. Very loosely ties in with it. But we're going to talk about Rocky Four after we get back 
from a few words. Do you have anything extra to add about the 80s action scene? Nothing. I think we covered a ton of it. So, get to the chopper. <laughs> We're going to get to the chopper. Get down. Look out. Rocky Four when we come back from break. After these messages, we'll be right back. Evil has a new name. It's Savage, the secret army of vengeance and global evil. Today, Savage and its diabolical leader, General Warhawk, threaten the freedom of everyone on the face of the earth. Can anyone stop Savage? Rambo. He's not just another joke. He's a fighting machine, expert in all tactical weapons and guerrilla warfare. Rambo's the one man you want when the going gets rough. But the fight won't be easy because General Warhawk doesn't fight fair. And he doesn't fight alone. Second in command is Sergeant Havoc. He thrives on treachery and dirty tricks. Mad Dog, he's one mean dude with a real short fuse. Gripper, a ruthless mercenary. He rewrote the book on combat. Nomad, a terrorist who's not above seizing hostages or planting a bomb. And the final member of Savage is the Black Dragon, a deadly ninja warrior. But if freedom and justice are to survive, the only hope is with Rambo and the Force of Freedom. Fighting alongside Rambo is Colonel Troutman, the toughest CO in the Special Forces. Turbo, an electronics whiz, whose inventions keep the force of freedom one step ahead of Savage. Cat, she's always ready to swing into action. And the White Dragon, who unlike his evil twin brother, uses his ninja powers only for good. The battle will be fierce. It'll be fought on the land and in the air. But with Rambo and the force of freedom, justice and liberty will never surrender, no matter what they are. Rambo. I said I'd be back. I am. Last year I flew an Omaze win out to Los Angeles to crush things with my tank. Since I made a career of doing sequels, which is basically the same thing as the original, except more awesome. But this year, we're gonna blow shit up. Because the dynamite, the blowing things up with me, is not just about posting something incredible on your Instagram or Snapchat. It could be very helpful in your life. Let's say you're procrastinating cleaning your closet. Well, just blow it up. All your neighbor's car alarm won't stop going off. I have a solution. Consider it waxed. There are city codes. Stay right there. Let's go. Let's go. No. What a neighbor. Together, we can blow up anything. Irrational fear of gummy bears. Blow it up. Made too much spaghetti. Blow it up. Whatever you can dream of. We blow the shit out of it. Remember, if you haven't walked away from it, you haven't blown it up. No, you didn't just hallucinate. I'm inviting you to Los Angeles to blow up with me. Just go to amaze.com. 
slash Arnold. Or just blow up this button right here. And remember, it all benefits after-school programs. So what are you waiting for? Don't blow it. Fucking Arnold. I knew I shouldn't have moved in next to him. I didn't listen to my gut, and then I get an exploded car. Hey, I'm Mike Fantastic. I'm Audacity Jones. We're the Russian Leg Sweep. Do you love pro wrestling? Do you? And you should listen to our podcast, The Russian Leg Sweep, on the Cloud Chowders Podcast Network. It's available wherever you find podcasts. Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Chuck Norris, he's got nerves of steel and strength to match. Chuck Norris with his team, Pepper. It's too dangerous, Chuck. What? Too much. Too much. Kimo, the Samurai Warrior. Reed, Chuck's teenage apprentice. Tabe, the sumo champion. With Chuck Norris, they battle the sinister forces of the Claw. Remember this. And the ruthless super ninja. I'll finish Norris. Chuck Norris stars in Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Sometimes the things we want most are the hardest to get. That means you have to be even more determined to succeed. That's what it takes to be a winner. You have to want it bad enough to stick with it no matter how tough things get. And things got pretty tough for us down in Florida with the deadly dolphins. For a while there, things were pretty rough, but we won. We won because we didn't give up. If we had, the claw would still have sea lab. Now, I know you're not gonna have to go against the claw, but the next time things get tough, mess up on a test or lose the game, don't let it get you down. Don't give up and you'll be a winner. See you next time. G'day. I don't want to interrupt you while you're packing for your holiday down under, but there's one thing I forgot to mention. The language barrier. You see, Australia is the world's biggest island. And as you can appreciate, the accent varies noticeably from one place to another. For instance, down south in the story Hobart, you'll find they greet you like this. G'day. Whereas on the west coast, you can detect the Mediterranean influence. G'day. Of course, in sun-drenched Queensland, you'll come across the more tropical greeting. G'day. While in the great Australian outback. G'day. As opposed to the smooth sophistication of our cosmopolitan cities. G'day. Now, if you want to know more about Australia, you can get a free copy of the Aussie Holiday Book just by picking up the phone and saying, G'day. G'day, Paul. Try it with a smile, mate. G'day, Paul. Smooth as a gravy sandwich. From Arizona, aren't you? Oh, long time. He's got the Hey, dude. What's up? You know, I always thought that, like, Ram Man should have been a lot bigger because he was, like, ramming through walls. And he was just a little short dude. I, I wish I would have made an action figure of that. You know, you make that. Huh? Slime Pit Customs. Huh? Well, like, 
I love Captain Spaulding, but I wish that, like, he was a superhero. Dude, huh, Slime Customs. You know what? I kind of wish that they would have made, like, a, a green radioactive slime He-Man that was all covered in goo. Slime Pit Customs. Slime Pit Customs? What's that? Slime Pit Customs, they make custom action figures. Anything you want, out of anything you want. So, like, Slime Pit Customs could just make the action figure of my dreams come true? Yeah. Could they make me into an action figure? Yes, absolutely. Slime Pit Customs. Slime Pit Customs. Slime Pit Customs. Check them out on Facebook. Slime. I just saw your knife that you have signed for charity here in Cardiff. It's unbelievable. Look at this knife. But this is not a knife. Now this is a knife. <laughs> this is what we used on Predator. It's just a little larger than yours. <laughs> but don't worry about it. In all seriousness, all the best of luck with Rambo this weekend, okay? You're gonna be a hit. It's gonna be a smash. You're the best. Today, the Soviet Union has officially entered professional boxing. This is not just an exhibition fight, but this is us against them. He would like to compete against anyone who is qualified. Drago is the most perfectly trained athlete ever. Whatever he hits, he'll be strong. He could have stopped the fight. He could have saved his best friend's life. I'll never forget you, Obama. But now, the one thing he can't do is walk away. Has the fight date been set yet? December 25th. Where? It's in Russia. Are you nuts? Miss Balboa, when will you be going to Russia? I'm not going to Russia. I don't know what you're talking about. He's had one professional fight, and one man is dead. To baby, he's going to have to kill me. Why can't you change your thinking? Because I'm a fighter. You can't win! And we are back. So nothing like uh, like a little Rocky to get pumped up. Fuck, I'm. I used to. I listened to the, the soundtrack. Yeah. Before I go to the gym, or I'd watch the movie before I would go work out, just to yes. get me all fucking ready to go. Right. It, I mean, those all the movie, all the Rocky films, really uh, a good story, and they kind of pump you up. Mm -hmm. I think maybe we should maybe we should give a, a brief overview of all the movies just to kind of catch everybody up because we're going to talk about the fourth one. Okay. Because that's my favorite. My, yeah, mine's too. your favorite too. I mean, that's our 80s staple. Um, oh, I was going to tell you this story about Australia. So, 
and this has come up a lot lately for some reason. When I was about seven or eight years old, I went to the sports expo where they they have like uh, campers. It's it's a, the outdoor boat sports and travel mm. show. They have like campers for sale, and they have vacation packages, and they have all this shit. Well, they would always have entertainment, and a lot of times, you know, it would be some sort of outdoor sporting thing, archery exhibition or whatever. But when I was like seven years old, I saw a, a grown man box a kangaroo. Sweet. And no, it was terrifying. Those kangaroos are jacked. The kangaroo beat the shit out of this guy, and they had to like pull the kangaroo back, and but they had to they had to pull the kangaroo off this guy. And I was scared to fucking death that a kangaroo was going to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> I mean, they had boxing gloves and shit on the kangaroo. And it it literally beat the piss out of this guy. And I don't know if it was like, I don't know if it was a, a fixed show. I don't know if it was, if that was a guy that got the shit kicked out of him by the kangaroo in every town or what. But, oh my God, it was terrifying. <laughs> That's awesome. It's fucking scarred me for a long time. Now I just kind of want to pet a kangaroo, but they're hard. They're mean. Well, they're fucking muscly and they're they can box. They naturally can box. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the pictures of that jack kangaroo? Yes. Have you seen the pictures of the two kangaroos fighting on that table in Australia? Yeah. Jesus Christ, they're mean. It's like bah, 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 bah. yeah. I mean, do you remember the video game kangaroo? Kangaroo Jack? No, it was a video game. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was a video game kangaroo. It was about this kangaroo. Is that I, it? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I think it was kind of like, uh, uh, I, I know it was like multi-level and you hopped around and I think the kangaroo had boxing. I think he had boxing gloves no on him. Yeah. There was a video game called Kangaroo. It was in the arcades. Nice. Yeah. I don't remember that one. Yeah. But speaking of boxing kangaroos, so Rocky, Stallone wrote Rocky. He wrote all of them. He, he wrote, yeah, he, well, he, the first one, he wrote it when he began writing the screenplay. He had $100, and in 84 hours, he start to finish, he wrote that by hand mm-hmm. with the pen and paper. You know, in the, the scenes where he's eating the raw eggs, that's how he had to do it because he didn't have any money yep. to you know buy actual steak or anything like that, so he just chugged them raw eggs, Yep, and it stuck. Yes. I've they, done that. It sucks. <laughs> I've never eaten a raw egg. I, I don't want to. So, they didn't think that Stallone was going to be the actor for Rocky. So, they basically, they asked to buy him out. They offered him, and remember, he had 100 bucks in his pocket. They offered him 350000 to sell them the screenplay and walk away. Holy shit. And he refused. He wanted, he wanted to be a, a bigger part of it, and he wanted to be involved. So, he, you know. He, he was jumped. also in the original Death Race. Yes, so, they decided that his inspiration was uh, Muhammad Ali and Chuck Wepner. And Chuck Wepner, nobody, he was an unknown. He went 15 rounds against Muhammad Ali, and I believe even even uh, knocked Ali down at one point. No shit. And people like, holy shit. Well, they never really came to terms with if that was it or not, Ali didn't mind. Because Ali said Apollo Creed was based on him. Mm-hmm. Chuck Webner, however, sued 
because he said that's my story. And so they settled out of court. Joe Frazier. I he, don't want to talk about Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier, he, he, he raised the stink because he used to go in and punch frozen meat at the locker that he worked at to train. And he, you know, Joe Frazier was 135 years old and he fought Ali. Was he? Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> he did pretty damn good. <laughs> the consolation for Joe Frazier, you know, he, he kind of said his, his piece on, oh, that was about me. He uh, ended up appearing in the film as himself. Yeah. So that was like the consolation. Uh, but there was at one point, and I've I've got I've got some uh, f- some facts on it here. Okay, so this this other little interesting fact about about Rocky, the, the beginning of Rocky, and then we'll kind of just go through the timeline and we'll get to Rocky Four. So Stallone was so broke at the time. He had this dog named Butkus, and he had to sell his dog because he had no money. So he sold his dog for 50 bucks because he couldn't afford to buy him dog food. After Rocky, the he, movie was he made... He bought the dog back. He bought the dog back, but the fucking asshole that bought the dog charged him $1,500 to get his dog back. Holy shit. That's a bunch of shit right there. Dude, also, the two turtles he bought... In the original Rocky mm-hmm. from Adrian, yep. he still owns them today. Yes. So let's run through. Okay, Rocky won. This is the underdog story. Yep. He doesn't win the fight. No, it's a draw. It's a draw. But he goes toe an unknown goes toe to toe with the champ, who is Apollo Creed. And he almost didn't get that fight because he didn't want to train with Mick. Yes. Or he wanted to, but he didn't want to listen to the rules. Didn't want to listen to the rules. So. Basically, the first one, it's just an underdog story. Mickey loves you. (laughs) Yeah, bum. So the second one is the rematch with with Apollo. And Apollo is kind of the bad guy. Yeah, at first, yeah. At first. But they kind of come together towards the end. So the third one, what do you remember about part three? Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Fucking Mr. T. That was his first movie. That's his first movie. Did you know that that's not the look that they wanted for Clubber Lang? Really? He just showed up with the mohawk and with his signature look. But he must not have had it when he tried out for the movie. Must have let it grow out a little bit. Well, he must have cut his hair into that and had like the mohawk that attached to his beard. Yep. And the feather earrings. I mean, because he was Mr. T in the movie. Oh, yeah. He was straight up Mr. T. So uh, he they found him. He was a bouncer, wasn't he? Yeah, he was and a bouncer. Stallone found him, and he was doing um, like tough man boxing matches in yeah. bars. So or he was like America's toughest bouncer or something. I mean, it was like a competition. So America's baddest looking bouncer. That's right. He also first time he ever said, "I pity the fool." Stallone told him to say that. Yes, and, and it became his tagline. I so, pity the fool. Mess with me. Mr. T. So if Mr. T was in that, also, Hulk Hogan was in it. Old Thunderlips. He played Thunderlips. And they, then again, Chuck Wepner got pissed off because he said that that was stealing from when he faced Andre the Giant in a boxer versus wrestler match. No shit. So he got pissed off again. And I think they just told him, shut up, Chuck. 
at that point. Why'd you get so crazy on me out there? <laughs> so, all this leads what up... What they call him, the Giant Adonis? I think so. Yes. The Golden Adonis. The Golden Adonis. He was, and he was being carried by women. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And he had, like, that hat with a big feather in yes. it. Yes. So, and that was Hogan's first, first movie. That led to... That was the only part... That was the only good acting he ever did in a movie. Well, No Holds Barred wasn't bad. But Suburban Commando and Mr. Nanny sucked. You know what? Suburban Commando actually wasn't bad because it had Christopher Lloyd in it. Yeah. And I like Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. I do like Hulk Hogan, too. I like Hulk Hogan to a point. I, I appreciate his his place in history. Yeah. As a person, maybe not. He, no, he's probably an ass. Yeah, he's he's right. kind of uh, become an ass. You know, if he if he would just go back to his original Hulk Hogan esque, where you know the yellow and the red mm-hmm. and the headband, and get rid of the boa and the prayers and the vitamins. Yeah, and everybody's his brother. Everybody's his brother. Hey, brother. It's probably so, why I call everybody brother, dude. That it might be Hulk Hogan. So, the first three lead up to, of course, number four. And number four, they go through, uh, well, first what they do is the movie opens, and it's just an incredibly powerful opening. It's the Rocky theme song, mm-hmm. and two boxing gloves, and they're, it's just a dark screen, and two boxing gloves, and they're turning, and one is stars and stripes, red, white, and blue, the other one's red with the, the hammer, so sick hammer and sickle on it. And they are on opposite sides of the screen, and they fly towards each other, and, and they explode. explode. And then the movie starts. And the movie starts with a recap of the Mr. T. Clubber Lang fight. Goes through that, goes through where um, Apollo is training Rocky. Yep. And that montage, and where they spar and all that. So, that's one thing I liked about the Rocky movies. And Mickey died. And they, they, yeah, they, well, they showed that later in the movie. Again. Yeah. But... Mickey died in part three. He died in part three. Because didn't Mr. T hit him? Yep. And and he was too old to be hit. So he died of old age from being hit. And then he died in Grumpy Old Men. Yes. Again. Dead twice. He might have died in Batman too. Because he was the original Penguin. Yes. And he also, I believe he died in real life. He did. He did. So he has died many times. Yes, he has. But that was the last. Until he rewatches shit and he dies again. Yes. Over and over. So, they they re- recap. I, I always like that about the Rocky movies. They always recap what happened. Yeah, because it's, it's just a continuing story. Yeah, it's just and one it's, long story. I think, if I remember right, I think part four takes place, I, I don't even say a year after part three. I think it is a year. I think it's, it's a year after. Because he's... Uh, He's kind of found his fame. Yep. He's proved himself against the champ. He's proved himself against a couple of challengers. And now he's on top of the world. And he's got the money. He's got the big house. He's got the cars. He's got the the Ferrari. Mm -hmm. So. And in the first movie, he bought a Trans Am or, or Camaro. A Camaro. And he didn't know how to drive. Yes. Well, in this movie, he buys a fucking robot. He does. He buys it for, for Polly, his brother-in-law. Happy birthday, Polly. Do you know why the robot was in the movie? Because it doesn't make any sense. No. Well, let me tell you why. So, 
in real life, Sylvester Stallone has an autistic son. And there was a company that was making these robots that were helping autistic children to... I don't even... I don't know to if... To interact. Yeah, I don't know if, if it would... What it did, but it, it would interact with it. And kind of help, it communi- help the, uh, the robot and the kids. It would help the kids communicate. Okay. It would... It, you'll get them to interact with something non-human. And they said that that really was making great strides. Stallone wanted to work with this guy. And the guy really was just kind of, I'm just kind of starting out. And he's like, I'll give your, I'll write your robot into my script if you'll work with my son. And the guy was like, done deal. Sweet. So the reason the robot is in there, people give the robot so much shit. And the robot does not fit. The robot is even kind of a creepy element because Polly starts talking really fucking creepy. Oh, he changed the voice to it. I gave it a sexy woman's voice. Yes, and he called it his baby yeah. and his girl. And then he said that he was going to have its wires tied. Yeah. While he was gone. She loves me. She loves me. It's like, God damn, Polly's getting kind of creepy with that fucking robot. But now that you know what, why the robot was there. Oh, shit. It's kind of a cool story. You know, he did it for his kid. And I don't, I don't know... I've never seen these robots. That was it. Yeah, that's that's all I ever really saw of them. So I don't know if if the man was successful or not, or if it worked. But the reason behind it is very yeah, kind of kind of inspiring. You know, it's kind of cool. Then we have our foreign terror that's coming to invade, basically. Yes, uh, they are invading boxing, boxing. It's a Drago. Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. And his his wife, Brigitte Nielsen. Which was actually Stallone's wife. It was, they were dating at the time. I thought they got married when he did Cobra. Because she was in that too. She was in Cobra. She was in a lot of his movies. And uh, they were dating at the time of Rocky IV. And so she was married to Dolph Lundgren in Yeah, in the movie. In the movie. And it's weird to think. She was... I mean, she was in a lot of action movies as well. Yep. She was in Red Sonja. She was Red Sonja. She was Red Sonja. Terrible movie. Yeah. Even even Schwarzenegger said that movie was terrible. Yeah. So, she was Red Sonja. She was in Cobra. She was in Rocky IV. And then she got notoriety for going on television and... Banging Flavor Flav. Yeah, that's not what I would want to be known for. That's what she's known for now. Nobody remembers all this other shit. They remember Flavor of Love. That she was... Well, it wasn't even Flavor of Love. It was uh, The Surreal Life. She well, was oh, in, it was She the was surreal. in the house with Flavor Flav, and they ended up knocking it out. Ugh. And so... Well, they might have been both on crack at the time. It's possible. So, Brigitte Nielsen... You know, reveals Drago. What were your uh, initial uh, thoughts about Drago when you saw him? When I was a kid, I thought he was fucking just a monster. Right. And he, you know, when, if you haven't seen Rocky Four, he <laughs> kills Apollo. What the fuck's wrong with you? When he killed Apollo, I mean, that just crushed me, man. Ah, uh-huh. that was one of, one of. Like, who is this monster? And he, yeah. He's like six foot seven. He's super tall. He's huge. And Rocky, Rocky's a little bit, or Stallone's a little bit taller than me. I think he's like 5'7", five, 5'8", five, 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 Right. Something like that. He's very, he's really short. He's a short guy. And when you look at him, when you look at the two, he just towers over him. Well, and the thing is, 
previously to make Stallone look bigger, they would stack him like on blocks or blocks something, or something yeah. or they would they would shoot it in such a way that he didn't look smaller than his opponents. Yeah. This they shot it. They did low camera angles to where you could see how much taller uh, Drago was, yeah. and he he was a just a stone faced. And that was his first movie too. Monster. It was yeah. It was one of his. It was one of his first big big roles, and he went on to do some great things. He did, he did a lot of good movies. Um, he was He Man for fuck's sake. He was. That he movie, did He Man shortly after Rocky. And that movie's not the best movie. And uh, it was just poor poor budgeting. Yeah, and uh, they had Dildor in it. And, Dildor. <laughs> and uh, Dildor, he was the Jar Jar Binks of the Masters of the Universe. Yes. So, Dildor. And well, he also he was also the Punisher. Yeah, he was the original Punisher. They uh, he was in all the Expendables movies. Uh, Red Heat. He, he was, was in Red Heat. Yeah. Uh, no, Sh- that was Stallone. Showdown. Sh- Showdown. That was Schwarzenegger. That was Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Is yep, what they, with yeah. Brandon Lee. With Brandon Lee and. Uh, uh, the girl from Wayne's World. Which one? Uh, oh, Tia Carrera. Tia Carrera. Showdown Little Tokyo, great, yes, great. That's, I love great. that movie. I haven't seen it. Very underrated. Yeah. Not, not a lot of people know that one. So, Drago, he's just a stone-faced... Uh, he, he's, he's got his military uniform on when he shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Red Army, apparently. Just a monster. Yeah. And they just kind of casually say... He's the best in Russia, and we decided to come Russian here. amateur champion. Yeah, Russian amateur champion. He wants to fight the best that America has to offer. And when they come in, they they seem to be nice people, but you can tell that they're not. Yeah. They just have that arrogant way about them that you can tell that they're up very, to no good. Very proud people. Russians are very proud. They are. It's because they put that tank on the moon. They did. The Russians put a tank on the moon. I, yeah, I know they did. And then Guar blew the shit out of the moon, but they saved the tank. They didn't. I, they liked the tank. The moon, there's not a fucking man in the moon. No, and it still sucks. It's not made out of cheese. It's, I mean, the tank is really the best thing Yeah, that's it. the only best thing they have. Yeah. One of these days, we're just going to have to post that video so people know <laughs> what the fuck we're talking about. So, they, they also show a, uh, a high-tech training montage. Oh, yeah. For Drago, where they're saying that a, <coughs> a normal professional fighter punches at 700 pounds per square inch. And he was hitting like 1,800 pounds. 1,800 fucking pounds. And the, all the, the people standing around, like the, they made him look like scientists, but scientists probably wouldn't give a fuck about boxing. No. Well, so, maybe in Russia. Well, but this was in the United States. They were standing around, and they were like showing how he's such a superior athlete. And they're asking... Did, did he take steroids? Did he take testosterone? Did he take this? And he's like, they're like, no, he's all natural. And then you see the scene where he's getting ready to fight Rocky and they stick a needle in his shoulder. That didn't happen. <laughs> I seen it. Okay. Well, he... It actually did happen. He, cha- <laughs> he, <laughs> just for me. Challenges, he challenges Rocky, but Apollo accepts. Apollo says he's the champ. He's, well, no, Rocky was retired. Yeah, Rocky had retired. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm retired. Yeah, and Apollo's like, fuck you, I'm going. I'm doing this. And and Apollo went in thinking it was just an exhibition fight. Yes. So, when, what I kind of saw the dynamic there, Rocky was accepting getting old. 
Yeah. He was accepting that he's aging and he can't do this. Apollo was not ready to let go. And Apollo had a few more years on him. Apollo was, yeah, he was older. So he wasn't ready to let go. Mm-mm. So Apollo takes the fight. And didn't train very well for it either. Did not. He was, jo- he was taking it as a joke. He was even joking at the press conference. Yeah. And he insulted them at the press conference and pissed them off. And the Russians were so fucking serious. Very serious. So when the t- fight time came, you had the Russian in the ring and the rings rising up on that elevator coming through. Now, I saw one of my things, Dolph Lundgren said that that's the part of this movie that still to this day makes him cry. Because he said, you weren't seeing me playing Ivan Drago. Yeah. You were seeing me as a 27-year-old actor in his first major role, and this is the pageantry that they're putting on for this movie. And he goes, I didn't know what I was... What He didn't know he what was, was He wasn't there. expecting it. He didn't know what was up there, and so he's like getting emotional, but he's like, and confused. Like, so all the confusion and shit that he's seen was, was true. It's true. No shit. So he says that part makes him kind of still tear up because he said, you're seeing a very vulnerable 27-year-old actor in his first big, big role and reacting to the pageantry that's going on on set that is like, holy shit, this is, how did I get here? Yeah. And it plays very well. I I was kind of reading some of these facts as I was watching the movie last night. And it that portray it's very well portrayed. First off, as you know, this badass Russian fighter going, "What the fuck is all this?" Yeah, and as a kind of nervous, scared young actor going, "What the fuck, what is, the all fuck is all this?" So he he rises up through the floor of this arena on in the ring on an elevator to. Showgirls dancing and loud music and motherfucking James Brown. The true star of the movie. He is the true star of the movie. James Brown's awesome. I love James Brown. They even put a picture of James Brown at the end of the movie. They were showing the stars. Oh, yeah. And they put a picture of James Brown at the end and some random dancer. James Brown as himself. James Brown singing his hit song. I I think it was a top five hit. Coming to America. uh, Coming to America. Living in America. Living in America. Coming to America's Eddie Murphy. Yes, it is. You must be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rocky Marciano's the best fighter that ever was. Let's just put a disclaimer here. Celebrity uh, voices are impersonations, not the actual celebrity. Not endorsed by the actual celebrity. Just so you know. Talk about it, dude. I got, I got Schwarzenegger sitting right here next to me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Stallone. Whoever. <laughs> so James Brown, <laughs> James motherfucking Brown, the godfather of soul is. Wow. Yes, he is. And he's here with us today. He's dancing. He's singing, living in America. And Apollo shows up in a, a fucking Uncle Sam suit. Oh, yeah. With, with a, top, with hat a top hat and a vest. And the red, white, and blue gloves. There's the big. No, bl- did he have the red, white, and blue gloves? I believe he did. He had the red, white, blue shorts, yep. and I think well, he had, those are his trademark shorts. Yeah, I think he had red, white, and blue gloves. And there's like a big bull that is supposed to represent Russia. Yeah, the Russian bull. And he punches it, and, and it, it falls, falls apart. apart. And Drago's just looking at him like, "What the fuck are you doing, you stupid man?" Yeah, because he's there to fight. 
And he's not there for a show. He's he was there. not there for an exhibition. I don't think he understood what an exhibition was. He does not entertain. No. I I do want to make a special... Um, just a special note of... Because an honorable mention, let's say, the ring announcer's mustache is glorious. Oh my god, dude! He has the mustache that goes almost to his yes. ears. It goes straight under his nose and straight across his cheek and almost to his ears. It is fucking glorious. He had the greatest mustache. Even better than Tom Selleck's. It was better than Tom Selleck's. It was beautiful. It was a... I mean, I, I paused the movie and said, holy fuck, what a great mustache. So he's the true star of the show. No, the mustache. <laughs> the mustache is the true star of the show. Oh my God. The mustache, then James Brown, and then everybody else. Yes. That they have everybody else tied for third place. <laughs> and the robot. The robot is between the mustache and everyone else. So it goes James <laughs> Brown, the mustache, the robot, everybody else. And then Polly. Dude, Polly's awesome. Polly sucks. Polly was fucking cool. He was so mean, but he was he was such a soft hearted guy. He was. And he got better. He did. He got better. He had a tender moment later. Well, I hope they brought my comic books. <laughs> <laughs> so walk us through the fight. What do you remember of the fight? Um, with Apollo and, and Apollo and Drago. Apollo and Drago. Uh, they walk to the center of the ring, and Apollo says, "Come on, man, put your gloves up. It's time. To, it's time to play." Yeah, time to play. And he pulls his hand. He, you know, he pulls Ivan's hands up, and he goes to hit him, and they don't move. Mm-hmm. And Ivan just looks at him, and goes, "You will lose." Yep. And I love the sound effect when when it hit. They put that sound effect, and it was like, "Whoa, that was an intense moment." Yeah, you know. And then about 30 seconds into the round, no, he made it, they made it two rounds. They made it two rounds. They made it two rounds. Or maybe more, because I, I remember a couple of times him being in the corner. Because they, he beat the living shit out of him the first round. And picked him up and no, threw him. No, 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 that was Rocky he threw. He threw, no, he threw, uh, he threw um, Apollo as well. I think he was letting Apollo hit him the first round and kept hitting him, kept hitting him. And then Ivan's, uh, coach... Yells something in Russian, and he just lets loose on him. He t- turns on and goes. And, and he, the match ends, or the, the that the round ends, and he's sitting in there in the corner. Rocky's like, "I'm gonna throw the towel. I'm throwing in the towel." He goes, "No, you better not. Don't throw that towel." Yeah, don't throw the towel. And um, what's the other what's the other coach's name for? Was it Mac? Mac, Mac. Um, towards the end of the fight, when Apollo's just getting just destroyed, he's getting pummeled. Rocky's got the towel in his hand, and Mac's like, throw the damn towel! Yeah. He's sitting there yelling at him, and he, he had it. He was getting ready to throw it, but he, Apollo said, don't throw the towel, no matter what. Yep. And you watch Apollo fall, start falling. I mean, just like stiff as a board. Rocky lets go of the towel, and they both hit the ground at the same time. Yep. And then Apollo starts twitching. Yep. And Rocky runs in and is holding Apollo, got blood on his white boss sweatshirt. Yep. And for whatever reason, they start interviewing Drago <laughs> in the ring. They're interviewing Drago, and Drago he says the words, "If he dies, he, he dies. dies. If he dies, he dies." You have a great Russian 
Drago accent. I've watched that movie a lot. Yes, so have I. It's one of my favorites. The, the, and this this movie, I mean, this movie at this point, you're and they're both staring at each other. Yeah, they're yeah. Rocky and and Drago are staring and at each other. With you know me as a kid, I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, even me now, 41. Yeah, I mean, I'm just drawn in, and I'm like, oh fuck. Now, this this movie, it, it this is a like a, it just pulls at your heartstrings. Oh yeah, point. it's. It's a, it's a very, you know, dramatic scene. Now, I can remember when I saw this in the theater, it was one of the few birthday parties I was invited to. Speaking of birthdays, this movie actually came out on my birthday. Yeah, it did. It did. On your exact birthday. On my exact birthday. I was turning six. Yeah. So, this was, I don't remember, you know, I, I saw it in the theater. I have a friend that his birthday is on Christmas. So he always got a party like a week or two before. Mm-hmm. And I can remember we were supposed to, I think we were supposed to go fucking roller skating at Skateland or something. And it had snow. Oh, no, no, no. We were supposed to go see the Christmas story with the Red Rider BB gun. Oh, yeah. It was in theaters at the same time. And it had snowed so much that his mom was not going to load up the station wagon with a bunch of boys and take him to see a movie. Yeah. So about a week or so later, we went to the theater and... Rocky Four is what we went and saw. And so you've got like 10 boys that I got along with like two of them. And one was a birthday boy. Yeah. I think he's the same one. May, may have took me to showbiz. Okay. So so you just had, they just had to bring you. Kind of. I mean, he was always cool to me, but none of his friends really were. Yeah. And so we went and we saw Rocky Four and we took the cardboard popcorn bucket mm-hmm. they, you know, they had the, and it was like gold it was like white and gold and red oh yeah you know, and it had popcorn on it but it had like stripes of, of gold and, and red we took that and we like unfolded it and it made a fucking belt and so we had like the boxing belt oh shit and we were like all running around holding these belts on and beating the shit out of each other and then we get in the fucking station wagon and we're having like a fucking battle royal fucking boxing match in the back of the station wagon I've done shit like that and I mean, it's like 10 kids just spilling over the seats and the and cars. The, yeah, yeah. His mom's like, knock it off. But yeah, that's how I saw this movie. And these were the moms that you see in the fucking Diet Coke commercials today. Yes. We're like, get in the fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to drink my Diet Coke. You better shut up. You can imagine the... Drink, smoke our palm malls. Tra- you can... <laughs> you can imagine the... Virginia the, Slims, the long The long ones, ones, yeah. The skinny yeah. ones. <laughs> You can imagine the uh, traumatic experience that this was, that we go see a fucking Rocky movie, and fucking Apollo dies. Yeah. I mean, these, there was like 10 fucking boys I mean, that dude, were even, even, even today, dude, I mean, that, it, still, it still gets at me. Yeah, it, you gotta it's, mean, it's, like watch, it's, like, it's like watching Optimus Prime die right. when you're six years old, and you know, Apollo dies the same year. <laughs> It was a rough year for me. That was a fucking rough year for me, man. <laughs> Didn't get a Red Rider BB gun. Didn't get a Red Rider BB gun. My mom thought I'd shoot my eye out. I got paintball guns instead. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and a robot died, and Apollo died, and you're fucking... Just destroyed. Yeah, man. you're, you're devastated. Your six, week sucked. Yeah, when I turned six, I just, you know, that year was terrible for me. <laughs> Probably had a blizzard on my birthday. Nobody showed up. Right. Got a slinky. <laughs> and no stairs. 
No stairs. <laughs> I got a slinky and no stairs. My brother straightened it out for me. And flushed it down the toilet. Flushed it down the toilet. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Russians blame Rocky for Apollo's death. They say, you could have stopped this. Yeah. You, you were too prideful. He was too prideful. You were too prideful. And they basically blame arrogance on his death. They the say, American arrogance. Yeah, the arrogance. So Rocky's like, fuck it. I'm going to fight you on Christmas. So where's this fight going to happen? In Russia. In Russia. December 25th. Christmas? So he goes to Russia. Um, they, he, he gets the bare basics. Well, the be, the best the best thing was okay. First, they said that they wanted to go to Russia because uh, they were in fear uh, for Drago's life. Yeah, and so they had to get out of the United States. So they went back to Russia. Then Rocky had his montage of the training. The train. Well, no, he had the the oh the, the, the after Apollo died after on. Apollo dies. He took a drive. Yeah, and. And That's when black, they replay... Black Ferrari. Yeah. They play all the scenes. All the scenes from all the movies. Of Mick dying, and of Apollo dying, and of them running on the beach, and of them fighting. Of Apollo and, and Rocky, and Mr. T and Rocky fighting, and Apollo training him. And Dead meat. All this shit. And he has like this really... Hard to come to, come to terms. Come, yeah, he comes to terms. You know, kind of... And... Doesn't he, he like goes and throws a, a beer can at the Rocky statue? I think so. Yeah, because the Rocky statue is in all you know, it, it's still there, and so he, they have, and that was too. Uh, There's no easy way out was the song that was playing. Oh yeah, and the '80s had some of the greatest soundtracks. Soundtracks, and they could really pair a song. A lot of times they wrote the song for the movie. Well, he that's a lot of the, like because I think that was Survivor too. I think so, and that's how Survivor got their big break because he heard he heard Eye of the Tiger and he yes. loved it. Yep, yep. And he's like, I want this in my movie. Yep, and pretty much they didn't do anything but Rocky movies. They played, yeah, they played soundtracks for Rocky. Yeah, much like Kenny Loggins played soundtracks for every other movie made in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Basically, he had, he had a song on damn near every soundtrack. Was there a Footloose? He, he yeah. <laughs> Footloose, uh, Top Gun, um, he did uh, uh, Meet Me Halfway Across the Sky for Over the Top. Oh, yeah. Uh, he did the Caddyshack theme. He did, I mean, Kenny Loggins was in, like, everything, you know. So, anyhow, so it was, uh, uh, there's no easy way out. They had their little montage of the history of Rocky and Apollo. And then he goes to Russia. Mm-hmm. They gave him. Nothing. That's what he wanted. That's what yeah, he, he said, wanted. This is your request. He's yeah. a log cabin with a fucking barn. Yep. Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And snow. Oh my God, everywhere. Fucking eight feet of snow. Yeah. So he, they start his long ass training montage. I think he was there for six months. Yeah. It was supposed to be six months. And that was a very long training montage. Because he, he got there, he had no beard. No. And then Adrian had, got there, he had this big ass he beard. He had a beard. And he had two Russian agents that were assigned, assigned to follow him. Yeah, the KGB. Yeah, and so they followed him. Like, he'd be running, and he'd turn around and look, and that car would be following him, and he's like, fuck. No, they were trying to, they were probably, okay, keep an eye on him, make sure he's not doing anything stupid. 
you know, let us know what he's doing. Yeah, keep an eye on him. Well, Drago was in, like, a high-tech gym. Yeah, they're doing the same things, but Stallone, or Rocky, was more... I don't know how you want to pronounce it, um, or call it. Old school? Old school training, and Drago had everything handed to him. Yeah, he had, like, the, the treadmills and all that, and Rocky was just running in the snow, carrying a log. Giant log. I've tried training like this, and it's fucking tough. Now, the training montage was so long, I believe it took three songs to do. No. It was, well, one really fucking long song. Yeah, just Hearts on Fire, dude. Hearts on Fire. And it was a long-ass song, because it was a long-ass It it starts out, he starts running, and it keeps going, and then... You see him in the you see him in the barn and he's lifting everything up and then it, and then it stops doing the sit ups upside down. Yes. I damn nearly killed myself doing that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, on the on the monkey bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it slows down and goes back to the pianos and then. Um, no, I think I think it does. I think it does have two. It, it's got. I think it's got two two songs. Yeah. Because when when um, Adrian shows up, that's when the big training starts kicking in, and. He's doing all this shit in the barn. He's lifting up the rocks. He's pulling them up on the trailer uh-huh. or on the wagon. Yep. And he's running up the top of the mountain. And he yells, he yells Drago's name. And he like is and like a picture t- of him. He squeezes, he rips it up or crinkles it yeah, up. Yeah, it crinkles that picture on the yeah. wall. So Family Guy did a great rendition of that. Did they? Yeah, Brian was supposed to be training. He was supposed to be studying for a college test. And all he did was train. That's funny. And like, man. He goes, your exam starts in 10 minutes. He goes, oh, shit, I haven't even studied. All we've done is train. <laughs> so, after they get done, you know, with all the training, it's time for the fight. Drago just looks at him and says, you will lose. No, that's not what he says. <laughs> I must break you. Say it right. I must break you. He says, I must break you. And then they beat the living fuck out of each other for about 14 rounds. And at first, the crowd is very against Rocky. They're booing against him. They're booing him. And then something happens. Drago starts fighting a little dirty. He starts throwing him around. He starts saying, I don't fight for you, I fight for myself. Yeah. But it says it in Russian. Yeah. And he yells at Gorbachev or whoever the hell is The premier, yeah. Yeah. He yells at them and basically, fuck you, I'm here for myself. Yep. And... That's when things start changing around because he's Rocky's keeping up with him. This is supposed mm-hmm. to be Russian's champion. Yeah, and Rocky's hanging with him. Yeah, and so now the crowd they're mixed. So you got people cheering for Drago and you got people cheering for Rocky, and it keeps going, it keeps going, and you know then you know like you said he starts fighting dirty. The bell rings and he picks him up and Throw, he throws him. Throws him. He didn't he like push him into the corner and. Like, choke him. Choked him or something. He, like, grabbed his neck and punched him in the face. Yeah. So, the crowd starts chanting for Rocky. So, the crowd turns on Drago, on their hometown boy. And then, Rocky eventually beats him. Spoiler, sorry. It's a, you know, fucking 40-year-old movie. Yes. <laughs> so, but, he eventually beats him. And during his little interview that he does, he basically tells him, Look, when I came here, you didn't like me. I didn't like you. But I learned a little bit about you, and you learned a little bit about me, and I think maybe I like you, and maybe you like me. And if I can change, 
Anybody can change. You can change. The, I can change. The, Anybody can change. The country, the, the country can, the whole yeah. country can change. And it's at the end of the Cold War, too. Yeah. And so Rocky ended the Cold War. Yeah. Basically. I don't care what Reagan says. Yeah. Rocky ended the Cold War. And then he went and. Communism uh, fell. Communism fell. And they tore down the wall. Um, Rocky did that. Rocky punched the wall. Yeah, Rocky punched the wall, and a <laughs> chunk fell out of it. So, basically, it was it was kind of Stallone speaking out about the Cold War, saying it's a bunch of shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was him basically saying, yeah, it was kind of a love letter to the United States that gave him his success. Yeah. So it was it was good. What what were your feelings on the the final fight? I thought it was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. It was amazing. I mean, even to this day, dude, I, like I said, dude, I, wa- I could watch this movie and it gets me so pumped up. I will go work out. Before, I'll watch this right before I go to the gym. And, and I will just have the greatest workouts ever. Nice. But, so, and then you come 35 years later. It's, I, you know. Creed 2. And Creed 2 is not. Creed Part Two. Creed Two is Rocky Four Part Two. Yeah, it, it's a perfect sequel to. It's a great ending to the story. Yes, where and, and that's more recent, probably two or three years ago. I don't want to say two years ago. Maybe a year ago. It's, it's been a couple of years ago, I believe. Um, but the the children of Apollo, Apollo Creed, and Drago Drago fight fight. And, and the, the the guy who played Drago's son, he was an actually he's actually Russian and he's a boxer. Yes, it, that it was an amazing movie. I really enjoyed it. I uh, you know don't want to spoil too much about it, but Apollo Sun dies, and <laughs> <laughs> he's buried next to his dad. Yeah, and it was very touching. Um, where you know he he died at the hands of uh, of Drago actually, uh, and his son they they killed him. And he helps. He helps Rocky in the first one. Yeah. Like Rocky gets cancer, and he helps him push through it. And yeah, trying to keep him alive. He was, you know, you. I need you here. So you're helping me. I'm going to stay with you. You were my dad's best friend. Right. So there's some fun facts about Rocky Four. Would you like to hear? Them? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I already told you that uh, a few of the boxers got a little upset about yeah the script. Of Rocky itself. Well, Rocky Four in particular, uh, someone sued because they had written, a fan had written basically fan fiction. He did a treatment that mirrored Rocky Four right after Rocky Three. And he said he had watched Rocky. This guy's name is uh, Timothy Anderson. He watched Rocky Three. He came up with a, a script and presented it to MGM. And Stallone, and they passed on it. Then they made Rocky IV, and it was this guy's script. Oh, shit. You know, it was close enough, at least. Well, he thought that they had stolen ideas. The judge said, well, you know what? Stallone owns all the characters in your script. Stallone owns the franchise. So Stallone actually has the copyright to what you did. So, fuck off, basically. And... The guy appealed, and they just paid him off. They're just like, here, take some money and shut up. Yeah. So they paid him out of court and sent him away. 
What did you like best about Drago's appearance? His haircut. His haircut. With his physique. His physique. Yeah, I mean, when you're when you when you're six, seven years old, this guy is a freaking just a giant. He's a god. Yeah, he's just a muscled up. It's like it's like looking at wrestlers when we were kids. These guys right. were over the top, unbelievably giants. And Drago had a very sharp look about him. You know, with the crew cut, the blonde crew cut, kind of the chiseled features and the, the stone cold face. He, I th- he's I don't know if he's he's like Ukrainian or something like that in real yeah, life. Yeah. But I mean he had a very, very sharp yeah. look. And his body was very cut. Uh that's not what he was supposed to look like. Really? He was supposed to be a hairy beast. He was supposed to be uh, like uh, the guy off of Street Fighter. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, the, uh, Zan, Zan, Zangief. Zangief. He was supposed to look like that. Well, they went the opposite direction. And when they saw Dolph Lundgren, they are like, nope, that's the guy right there. So they thought, instead of looking like, they wanted him to look more like a Neanderthal type. And then they saw Dolph and they said, hey, you know what? Uh, let's just make him like a fighter of the future. Instead of being a throwback, let's make him a fighter of the future. Yeah. That's when they brought all the tech into it and, and, and all that. Uh, so there's that. Stallone did not like Dolph Lundgren. Really? In the beginning. He said he was too perfect. He said that... Uh, You're doing this too well. Stop. Yeah, he, he said... he. This is a quote from Stallone. This was on the Tonight Show. Uh, in 2019, they spoke about this movie. I think that's when Creed Two came yeah. out. Yeah. So he said, uh, Stallone says, he was like the real Terminator. And I go, I hate this freaking guy. He's just too perfect, too good looking, and I loathe him. I'm sure the, <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure the wor- world will as well. He's, he's not really, but he looks like something that's a thousand years in the future. This is not the guy you see waiting on your table. So it was like, he, he looked like nothing that he'd ever seen before. Yeah. And he hated him. And it even kind of escalated that a little more because of the Brigitte Nielsen aspect. And they were acting as a married couple. And Stallone was very jealous of the look. He was oh, jealous wow. of just Dolph's well, cause youth. Stallone, he was, what, 40 years old. He was like 39, something like that, when this came out. And... Dolph was 27. Yeah. So he's very jealous of the attention that Brigitte was giving Dolph that he scripted. Yeah. So. And she was still bitching that too. Yeah. And then she leaves him after the fight. Right? She did. Yeah. So. Apollo. Well, it had to have been a few years later because his son in the Creed 2. Yeah. Wasn't. You know, he wasn't born at that time. No. Um, Carl Carl Weathers threatened to quit the movie because of Dolph Lundgren. When they were doing their fight scene, uh, Dolph got a little rough with... Uh, he actually hit him. He, he pushed him. He shoved him. And Carl Weathers just... Uh, well, he, he picked him up, he threw him into the corner, and then shoved him. And Stallone was directing that scene, and rather than keep, you know, continuing to fight... Carl Weathers got out of the ring and said, fuck this, I'm calling my agent, I fucking quit. And he he split. And they had to talk them into coming back, and they said, okay, apologize to him. 
okay, shake hands. Okay, let's go pretend to fight again. Yeah. And they finished the, the film. But that's not the only time that Dolph Lundgren was a little too rough. Uh, the Russian scenes were filmed in Vancouver. The, the, uh, the, the fight scenes yeah. were filmed in Vancouver. The training montage was filmed in Wyoming. Oh, no shit. That was, yeah, those were the, uh, the uh, Rockies, I believe. Rocky, the Rocky Mountains for Rocky IV. That makes sense. Yeah. So, that final fight had a separate script. Really? Because the songs were already written. Stallone wanted the punches to land in beat with the music. I need to watch it again because... They, they kind of do. It's choreographed to the music. Yeah, and it intensifies as the music does it, but it had its own completely separate script. He he scripted every punch. No shit. Yes. They had it every single punch. You're going to throw a jab, you're going to throw a jab, you're going to throw this hook. Every punch was scripted. However, at the end of the fight, in real life, Sylvester Stallone had to go to the hospital because... Uh, he they was very physical. He nearly died during this one. Uh, Dolph Lundgren had punched him in the chest, and he hit him so hard in the chest that his heart slapped against his breastbone, his sternum, and his heart started to swell. So he felt this burning in his chest, and he later he couldn't breathe very well. So they went to the emergency room, and they had to take him from Canada to a hospital in Santa Monica and he was in the hospital for eight days because his heart was swelling. It made the beat kind of become labored. And then he had to seek medical attention because if the, if they wouldn't have the heart would have continued to swell until it just had no room to beat and it would have stopped. That's, that's where they get the song hearts on fire. Yes. That is exactly the inspiration for it. Actually. No shit. I don't know. No. I thought you were like, you're reading it. <laughs> <laughs> And we believe everything's on the internet. Everything uh, on the internet's true. But it, it's it's similar to when people die in a car crash because they, hit their they just hit their chest on the steering wheel. It's the exact same thing. It was just he hit his chest on Ivan Drago. Well, it had to be you know about the same same amount of pressure. Well, yeah, he was he was throwing the punch at you know eighteen hundred pounds Feet, yeah, per second per second or yeah, per, per square inch. So this is widely considered to be the greatest fight scene and the greatest boxing movie of all time. The Rocky movies are... They did a lot for boxing. Oh, yeah. They also got a lot of people's asses kicked because they would go into the movie, you know, a, a smaller guy would go in, see a smaller guy such as Stallone, because he wasn't very big, take on bigger adversaries such as Mr. T, Hulk Hogan, uh, Drago. That's probably why I got my ass kicked a lot when I was a kid. They would come out of the theater and they would be like all pumped up and throwing jabs in the air and somebody would just knock the fuck right out of them. Sounds about right for me when I was a kid. <laughs> Dude, have you ever seen Grudge Match with him and De Niro? Yes. It's kind of the same aspect, but these two guys, they they fought like 30 years ago. And they, they recapped their fight. Yes. Yes. And they fucking hate each other. Yes. Because I think De Niro stole Stallone's wife, or vice versa. Yeah. And they just fucking cannot stand each other. Yeah. And no matter what they're doing, like, they're doing, like, a 
uh, simulation. <laughs> and they got the green suits on so they can make them look like cartoons or video game characters. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you know, they're sitting there picking stuff up. They're throwing shit at each other. <laughs> you know, and they've got all this on this little screen. Yeah. And they're seeing what these guys are doing as a video game, but it's and it's matching up what they're doing fighting each oh, that's other. that's funny. Oh, it's fucking that's, great. That's dude. awesome. That had uh, Kim Basinger in it. Yeah. Yeah, Kim Basinger from uh, from the Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my mother's an alien. My stepmother's an alien. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Yeah. That's good. That's a good one. So there was a big debate. You know, the, the, in, in all these movies, and this was just kind of going back, I mean, Rocky Fort, I mean, it's my favorite. It's the staple of my 80s yeah. action, I think, or sports movies, action movies. There was a huge debate over the statue. It's still in Jersey. Or it was. Oh, I think it's, it's, it's in Philly. It's in Philly, yeah. Um, he donated that statue. The statue is eight eight and a half foot tall. It weighs 2,000 pounds. He donated it to the Philadelphia Museum of Art, which is at the top of the steps. Yeah, it's so the stairs where he used to run. Where he used to run. He So it, it stayed there. He donated it. Well, that was after uh, Rocky Three concluded. So the residents didn't want it there. So they took it down. And they put it in front of the Philadelphia Spectrum Sports Arena. But then when Rocky V was made in 1990, which was a horrible fucking movie. That movie sucks. Stallone doesn't even like that one. He gave it a zero rating. Um, it was because it had terrible acting. and He wasn't fighting in it. He teaches his kid how to fight or something? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn is the uh, the guy he's fighting. Tommy Gunn was a kid who was training. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. he ends up, he doesn't fight him. Oh, yeah, he does fight him at the end. Yeah. A street fight. Yeah. So they put it back uh, on the steps. For the movie. For the movie. Then they put it back at the sports arena. And then in 2006, they put it back on the steps because it was the 30th anniversary of when it got put there. And they're just like, fuck it, leave it. Yeah. So it's it's back on the steps. Which is where it should be. That, yeah, I agree. So, Rocky Five. He should have put it in his front yard. Fuck yeah, you should put it in your front yard. I'd take it. Yeah. Rocky Five. he was supposed to die. He was supposed to die at the end of Rocky Five. Oh, no shit. He was supposed to get the shit beat out of him by Tommy Machine Gun. And uh, he was supposed to die in Adrian's arms. Uh, in the street. In the street. But he didn't. Uh, he's well. He was supposed. One one thing says he's supposed to die in her arms. The other thing said he was supposed to go to the hospital, and then Adrian comes out and she tells everybody Rocky has died, but his spirit will live on forever. And that was supposed to be his done with Rocky, but he wasn't done with Rocky. He made another one. Yeah, he made Rocky he, Balboa. He, yeah, he made yeah he, no, Balboa. Yeah, I've never seen that. He did that, and then it would. Then, then he it did went, Creed. Then he did Creed and Creed Two, which. Creed is those movies are great. Those movies are awesome. So, you know, it's the the I think the whole franchise is it's dated. Yes, you watch it and you're watching a movie from the seventies, from the eighties. Yeah. You know that from the nineties even. But the first four are solid. Yes, they are. And then number five, eh, Rocky Balboa. I heard was decent. Creed, amazing. So. It's a good franchise to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you can appreciate that, yes, the turtles are still alive. Still alive. They outlive most of the characters in the movie. And they are red-eared sliders, if you were wondering. And they, and they in, well, they're in Balboa. They're in Balboa, yeah. They're, they're in that. And then um, the reason Adrian wasn't, they killed off Adrian. She was, he wrote the script and said, we're going to bring this movie back. We want you in it. Mm-hmm. She said no. Really? So they just killed her. Well, that's one way of doing it. There was so many things like Rocky, the original Rocky script, they wanted to change it. To where Rocky took money to throw the fight. Yeah. So that he could open Adrian's pet shop of her dreams and run it with her. And it was like a moral dilemma. I'm doing what's right for my family, but I've got to compromise my own morals. Yeah. That was supposed to be the... But when it came time to think of, we can make a sequel, nobody was going to watch a retired boxer with a moral dilemma run a pet store. No. In part two. So they scrapped that, they made him have the draw, and, you know, it was always cool. I tried watching boxing when I was a kid. It was not the same as watching Rocky. No, it's it's much different. It's boring. A good fight is good. A bad fight is bad. Uh, a boring fight is boring. Yeah. Um, and I just, I to this day, I can't watch boxing. I watched the Tyson fight, and who did he fight? Uh, Mayweather? Wait, just recently? Yeah. I. Uh, no, he fought uh, Roy Jones. Okay. Yeah, he fought Roy I Jones. I watched a little bit of that. Yeah. That was good. Just because you're watching two iconic boxers, just, you know. And one of them was high as a fucking kite. Tyson. He even said he was. He told him he was stoned. Yeah. Yeah. Which, good for him. Basically, uh, I'm stoned. I don't want to. So I don't want to hit you too hard. Yeah, he's like, I, yeah, this is an exhibition. I'm high. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so. What are your final thoughts on uh, on the on Rocky? One of my favorite all time movies, Rocky Four. Yep, absolutely. Rocky Rocky, just the character alone is probably one of my favorite characters in a movie. Stallone, I mean, it's just Stallone himself. You know, he's inspired me in a lot of different ways growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the underdog. He was the little guy. Right. Um, you know, I listen to his, I watch his movies over and over. You know, they just give me inspiration to do better, try harder, don't quit. Yeah. Shit like that. And it stuck with me from the time I was a little kid till now. Right. Which is why I'm always doing something. I'll do it. I can do it. Yeah, fuck. I'll, oh, fuck. I want to go do this now. Yeah. Well, you can't do that. Why? You're too old. Fuck off. I'm going to do it anyway. Right. You know, and they told me, like, I, I, I was too old to power lift. I'm like, no. I can do it. And you lift, like, 650 fucking pounds? Yeah. You're like, you can bench press a car, I hear. Just about. Small like, car. Yeah, like a like a, a Yugo. A Yugo. Bench press a Yugo. A Yugo nowhere. Which is Russian. <laughs> Yugoslavian. It's Yugoslavia. <laughs> we, we, need to, we need to do that sometime. We need to, like, drive a car over you and have you pick it up. Please don't. <laughs> It'd be nice to try. Didn't Reg Parks do that? Reggie Parks did do that. He's a man of the iron stomach. He didn't bench press car. He just let it run over his stomach. I don't have an iron stomach. No. I have a stomach like it's kind of like a marshmallow. Let's roast it. And make s'mores out of you. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> just run me over. Just run me over now. All right. So, any final thoughts? Uh. Uh-uh. All right. Well, then we'll just go ahead and wrap this up. By a little longer episode, but that's okay. It's Rocky Four, and it should be a longer it, episode. It should be. So, for the Retro Renegades 
Pop Culture Power Hour and three quarters. I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. And we will see you next time. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. Hey, that's cool. Mikey. Thank you for tuning in to the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. If you want to talk to the show, drop us an email. RetroPowerHour at gmail.com We'll see you next week.